the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Rachel Gilbert. Welcome to the London Free Press Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert. Residents in Oxford County will be heading to the polls on June 19th in a by-election after local Conservative MP Dave McKenzie announced his retirement back in January. There will be three other by-elections across Canada on that day in Quebec and Manitoba. But the interesting thing about Oxford is McKenzie, who is a 19-year Conservative MP, has thrown his support behind a Liberal candidate who's vying for that party's nomination. So today I'm talking with London Free Press reporter Calvi Leon about why McKenzie decided to take this highly unusual stand. Hi, Calvi. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? Good. We're glad to have you on the podcast. It's been a while, so thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks so, so much for having me. Yeah, let's get right into it. This is a really unusual situation for a conservative MP outgoing to support a liberal a nominee. This person's not even a, a full-fledged candidate. Um, so why did Dave McKenzie decide to support uh, uh, this this nominee? Yeah, so actually there was a, a recent update this week. Um, they did have, the Liberals did hold their nomination meeting. So just to, I guess, kind of follow up on that, um, the person that Dave McKenzie did support or endorse, you could say, uh, did actually get uh, selected as the uh, candidate for the Liberals. So David, okay. that is David Helderly. Um, but yeah, even pr- prior to that, you're right. He he did announce, you know, he stated publicly, uh, I'm going to be supporting David Helderly for the bid, for his bid for for the seat to replace him, actually. Um, mm-hmm. Which was very interesting because, yeah, they're they're rival parties, right? So uh, you have Dave McKenzie, who's been who's held the seat since 2004, now retired and saying, "I'm actually going to support this uh, person who's running for the Liberals." And so, um, yeah, I mean, he. I don't know if you would you like me to talk about some of the reasons why he. Yeah, like why? Yeah. this is such a, a conservative stronghold. This in this whole area at all levels of government. So this is really kind of almost unprecedented. Um, so what did he give reasons? Has he given many? Yeah. So, I mean, he honestly, he didn't go into too much detail, at least when I spoke with him and I did ask him, but there, there are two things that stood out from, uh, from his answers, which were one, uh, being that he did have concerns about, uh, the nomination process, the nomination meeting that was held by the conservatives. And, um, that is, uh, I guess this was the kind of the latest twist uh, following that, because there there were a lot of disputes, and um, it did have some controversy to it in terms of um, concerns that were raised, not just by Dave McKenzie himself, but others uh, about the conservatives' nomination process. So uh, mm-hmm. he did cite those concerns, and second, he did also say, you know, he thinks that Dave David Helderly is going to be a great candidate, and he has known him for a long time, and he wants mm-hmm. to support him in that way. So it was kind of a twofold thing there. That's not unusual in like smaller rural areas. People know each other. You know, these two have have said that they've known each other for years. Mm -hmm. So to know someone personally, you know, kind of politics and parties aside, you know, he probably does think that he's he'd be a great representative. And he it's interesting because it's exactly that. And he he did mention that as well. Right. He said, you know, people don't realize Oxford. It's it's largely rural. Yes, but it's a lot smaller than than, say, having a by-election in Toronto or elsewhere where it's mm-hmm. there's way more people. You know, it's a lot more of a community feel. And so everyone does know everybody in that regard. And, and um, the two of them also are in Woodstock. They're they're living in Woodstock. So that also makes a difference as well. Yeah. 
So let's talk about the conservative candidate, um, Arpin Khanna, who actually is not from Oxford County at all, but he won the nomination. Uh, and after he won and, and became the candidate, uh, there were some people who actually quit working for the local parties, right? Yeah. So so that was within, I think, a day or two of um, the nomination meeting when Arpin Khanna was uh, was officially when it was announced that he was going to be representing the conservatives. Uh, the two executives for the local riding association in Oxford actually did announce that they were both resigning. So that was the president and the vice president. And uh, again, kind of along the same lines of concerns that we've heard from uh, Dave McKenzie and even some of the candidates that were up against uh, Mr. Khanna. Um, which is that being that the that they believe um, they were claiming that they believe that Arpin Kana was almost parachuted into the riding because he's he's from Brampton. Uh, he's a lawyer who's not actually was not born and raised at all in Oxford County. And he he came later. And so those were kind of that was that it's been the primary, uh, I guess, concern that has been flagged throughout the whole process. Um, and so Just that, that he's was not local. That he's not local, that he can't represent the people because he's not from here, and that he was parachuted in by the uh, the conservative headquarters is is mm -hmm. what they were saying. And so, um, yeah, so that was one of them. And the second one was also that kind of tied together with uh, these two, uh, the vice president and the president of the local riding association, also saying, you know, they were treated poorly by by the national party. So mm -hmm. right, there's that that divide there, um, and that they felt that they didn't. Uh, I guess you could say didn't have control over anything um, along the way when it came to the application process um, and, and going through the candidates and selecting them. Um, yeah. Is, so there was, is that unusual for them? Yeah. I mean, I, I personally, I've never heard of anything like this. This has been a very interesting. Uh, yeah. It's been, it's been very interesting to see it kind of um, follow through. You, you think that already, uh, with with some of the candidates coming up from the beginning, the conservative candidates at the beginning saying we have concerns about this um, candidate Arpin Khanna being uh, parachuted in. And then afterwards, he's selected and then the actual writing officials come forward and say the same thing and say, we're done. We're no longer putting up with this. I mean, it's very interesting in itself. And then to kind of put the cherry on top, you have Dave McKenzie coming uh, saying, I want someone from the Liberal Party, David Hilderly, to take my seat. I don't want mm -hmm. anyone from the Conservative Party after everything that's happened. So, yeah, I think right. the whole thing is very interesting. Yeah. Talk to talk to me about Arpin Khanna and um, a little bit about him, his background and his ties to the Conservative Party. Yeah. So he was the so Arpin Khanna was uh, the party's outreach chair for uh, Pierre Polyev, which was obviously a successful campaign mm -hmm. that was for um, in, in Ontario for his campaign. And so he also ran in the 2019 election in Brampton and he was uh, obviously unsuccessful there. And so it's interesting to see, you know, he's had experience running before he's campaigned before he's very he, he's been with the party for a long time. He's been uh, he's the co the co chair the outreach chair as well. So um, yeah, he he clearly he's clearly uh, very familiar with the party. And on top of that, um, one thing that I I could mention uh, is that during this whole um, process leading up to the nomination meeting for the conservatives, uh, there were also uh, I guess other candidates and people coming forward and saying, "Listen, Arpin Khanna has been now. This is not okay. He's been endorsed by." two of the top Tories, which is um, Andrew Scheer and Pierre Polyev. Mm -hmm. And so there was a couple of disputes around that as well. Um, but yeah, he clearly has the support of, of a lot of people within the party, including those two people. So mm -hmm. um, he's are definitely... there any 
concerns about him in particular in Oxford County that the local people have? Do they have concerns about Arpin uh, in particular, or is it mostly because he's not a local person? Uh, so from what I've heard so far, I've heard a lot of uh, concerns being raised specifically that uh, kind of around that local angle. So, you know, how can we have someone here who who isn't as familiar with with the region who hasn't been here for um, as long and who doesn't necessarily or can't necessarily represent us? That is what I've heard. That's what people are saying. And one of the interesting things is, you know, as this is all kind of unfolding, uh, again, I'm hearing from um, politicians who are who are also hearing these concerns, but also seeing lots of comments online and hearing from residents in Oxford that they have been longtime members of um, the Conservative Party. And now they're no longer, they're considering not uh, voting for the Conservative member again, which is Arpin Khanna, or being part of, or, or continuing their membership. Um, and going, and then there's some people saying outright, like, I- I'm no longer going to be a member of this party. I don't want to, I don't want to after this. So mm-hmm. it is interesting to see that side of it as well. Yeah. Um, uh, Pierre Polyev was actually just in Woodstock recently holding mm-hmm. a rally. Did he did he touch on any of this controversy? Because it, it it's becoming a controversy in the area. Totally. And no, actually. So that was one of the, uh, yeah, completely uh, radio silent on that end of things when it comes to the by-election. There was, there was nothing raised, at least to my knowledge. Um, I know uh, one of our, our colleagues, Jane Sims, she was, she was at that rally. So, you know, mm-hmm. from, from what she saw and reported as well, nothing, not a word about the, the by-election or about the, this big controversy that has surrounded the by-election, which mm-hmm. is interesting. It's like you, you didn't, not addressing the elephant in the room, right? So yeah, right. not, not a word from, from Pierre Polyev there as well. Yeah. Um, t- just talk about by-elections in general. Um, voter turnout for general elections is not great. What's it like for by-elections? And then how do, does the by-election indicate any, any um, does it give us any indications about where people are leaning politically? Yeah, no. So that's the, one of the interesting things about by-elections. I, I mean, it's a bit of a toss-up in that way. And and you mentioned the voter turnout. As we know, voter turnout could be so much better. Um, and with by-elections, typically, from, from my knowledge, is you're not really going to get many people out there. We'll have to see what happens with the Oxford by-election because, I mean, given everything that's going on, that has thrown them into a spotlight um, like that they haven't received in the past X number of years, right? So we'll see if that changes things. People might be fed up. People might be um, very passionate about a certain candidate. So that could change the turnout. We'll have to see there. But yeah, just in general, I mean, we as we know, it's typically not high. Um yeah, I, I would say. And then I, I guess when it comes to uh, supporting a certain candidate mm-hmm. and whatnot, um, again, it's a Tory stronghold. We know that, um, mm-hmm. you know, Dave McKenzie's held that seat for 19 years. Prior to that, it was the Liberals. Prior to that, it was the, the PCs as well. Um, we'll have to see. It's a bit of a shakeup in that way. Things mm-hmm. can change. We talked to one political expert who doesn't think it necessarily will change, but also it's not off the table. It could very much swap the other way. The liberals could take over. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. So they really just can't predict, can't predict what might happen. Right. Um, yeah. Let's kind of talk about Dave Hilderly. What does what does he think? He's gotten the nomination now. He's the candidate. What does he think of the conservative, former conservative MP or outgoing, I should say, supporting him? He was uh, he was surprised to learn at first. He didn't actually hear from him directly when he publicly he learned afterwards after he publicly stated he was going to be supporting him. And so he was the way he described it to me was it was a pleasant surprise for him to learn. 
Um, and obviously he, he's very happy about that. Um, you know, he said the same thing. He's known, he's known Dave McKenzie for a long time. Um, they both share the same name. So there you go. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, and yeah, he, he was very happy. And then the other thing is, you know, David Hilderly too, has been one of those people who said he, he wants somebody local to represent, um, his riding and, and he thinks he's the best candidate, um, mm-hmm. to do that. And, and also the other thing, which I find interesting is that David Hilderly, um, has experience in almost all different levels of government. So he actually most recently ran for, for Woodstock mayor and he lost to the current mayor by, I believe, if I have my notes correctly, I think it was 171 votes, which is not a lot of votes. Very close. So yeah. he's he's a well-known guy in Woodstock and in the surrounding area. He's a real estate agent. He's had, uh, I think, more than three decades of experience as a former educator. Um, you know, people people know David. And the other thing is, he also has experience running in the at the provincial level. So this is new for him because he's at the at the federal level running, but he's also ran in a previous election uh, provincially as well. Yeah. And, he, and he's known and it seems like based on the voting for mayor, he, he has some support. So we'll yeah. see how that shakes out. Have you do we have any predictions for maybe how the other ridings um, that are going to have a by-election? Because there are some in Quebec, one in Manitoba. Is that right? Yes. Um, to be honest with you, I'm not as familiar with those ridings, so I would not be doing it right. justice. But yeah. I do know that I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, that two of them were held by the liberals and two of them were the conservatives so uh, overall mm-hmm. within the four um so we'll have to see again i mean by-elections can be a toss-up often so it could change but i, I don't know if that will be the case i mean likely yeah. likely not but who knows i, I don't not a good right. guesser so we'll see <laughs> oxford oxford will be the one to watch i think yeah sure, absolutely so. at least in our region yeah. All right. Well, that by-election is on uh, June 19th, and we'll definitely be watching your reporting, Calvi, on all of that and see how everything shakes out. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.